Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, I am just doing a chit-chat ramble. If you're wanting something kind of lighthearted to listen to, or maybe just something mindless to listen to, this episode is going to be really cool. We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics, but also kind of a life update and mindset update on where I am at with things. And these are things that I haven't shared on Instagram and probably won't just because Instagram and posting and writing out posts and posts aren't being seen. It's just really hard for me to craft and create posts and content and Even if I do lengthy stories on my Instagram stories, if it's too long, then people swipe right by. But on here, we can go deep. On here, we can chat. On here, we can talk. We can communicate. You can really understand the depth of something that I am talking about. My podcast peep, you listening, my friend, you seriously are my driving force right now. I think about you. I have so much fun making these episodes for you. I love hearing your feedback on each and every episode and how it is a positivity of encouragement for you in your health and fitness goals. So today's update, today's talk, we're going to be bouncing around a lot of things. We're going to be talking about my own personal health and fitness and body image mindset. We're going to be talking about ADHD, anxiety medication, how I've changed up things with my nutrition. You may have seen uh, me modeling, I use air quotes for that, modeling for a local boutique, and then also just new and exciting things that I am pumped up about that I'm actually kind of surprised I'm pumped up about. So let's roll through these topics. Let's get right into it. But first, a health and fitness update for me is I am really just being tied and connected to enjoying my workouts. I know for many, many years, and I know that many do thrive off of following programs to a T, making things mindless, knowing what workout comes after the other, after the other, going through a program from start to finish. But when I fell in love with my company and in my own health and fitness journey, it really was in a process of being so passionate and so in love with the feeling and the just overall energy that I got from my workouts and a lot of time that was done day to day like I followed the structure of what our programs have but when I wanted to add in kickboxing when I felt like it or uh, mobility and mobility and flexibility when I felt I needed it or if I felt like dancing or if I felt like doing a total body and not doing something super hard and intense that's what I did and so I've really been kind of playing around with our new workout platform and I'm really really loving it I'm loving the variety I'm loving the realness and the liveness and the just ultimate feeling that I have after my workout. I'm not making it about doing a workout so my body changes and in some way that shows that I'm more credible as a health and fitness professional. Like, no, I am building the muscle of confidence. I am building my own um, health. I am I'm making sure that I am centered in the outcome that I want from my health and fitness journey, that it's there to help me thrive and I don't have to have these outcomes or expectations based on it so then um, 
there's there's just a lot of things because I I did start to feel like you guys in all honesty after having two kids my stomach has should we call it what it is and what other people call it a fupa like I have loose extra skin I have um stretch marks and saggy skin and unless I get that surgically removed it's probably always going to be there no matter how much weight I lose and that's okay. I can still become strong. I can still love my body. I can still appreciate the changes that it's made while also being like, wow, this extra fold over a skin, I don't really like that it's there or I'm more neutral about it being there, if that makes sense. Um, and I told you this is gonna be spacey. This is gonna be bouncing around a lot, but that's just where I'm at with my fitness. Now with my nutrition, this is kind of a big change that I've made. This is something that I'm doing different. Now, if you've listened to my intermittent fasting podcast, for me, I'm not for intermittent fasting. I'm not against intermittent fasting. I do think that it is a tool that works for some people, but it's not a tool that works for everybody. I don't think everybody's lifestyle and schedule is going to be best for it. I also don't think it needs to be the the um, golden ticket for weight loss. But I will say that I do stand by that as humans, we don't need to be grazing all day long. We don't need to be eating constantly. That is totally a myth that it that society has said that you have to constantly eat to be fueling your metabolism. And that is not true at all. But something that I've made changes on and I've been trying to get into an intermittent fasting rhythm and routine and kind of seeing what feels best for myself and my body. And I always thought that that meant pushing back my breakfast. But actually what I've been doing lately is I have been eating larger breakfast, a little bit larger lunch and a lighter, pretty much early dinner. And that is working well for me and my family. Now I'm going to explain this and I'm going to say this is not a miraculous weight loss thing. I'm starting to, I'll talk about this too, approaching my weight loss goals and losing weight in a slow, steady pace. But I'm trying this out and I'm experimenting with it. And it's working well for me, my family, my lifestyle. And I'll explain to you why. I wake up really flipping early so I can get some peace and quiet to myself and feel centered before my kids wake up. Because if you're not up before your kids, you're screwed. I heard another mom say that and I was like, isn't that the truth? And my kids wake up early. If you have tips on how to get a three and five-year-old to sleep in later and not scream at the top of their lungs if you don't get them out of bed, I'm talking like 5.15, 5.30 in the morning. If you have sleep tips, please send them my way because I did all the baby sleep training courses. I've got the blackout curtains. I've tried um, the light situation. And it seemed like when they got older, (laughs) they were like settling into their own rules. And they know I'm awake too. Like there was one week where I was like, okay, I'm going to try to lay in bed with them until six to make them realize they're not getting up for the day until around six. But then I was the one going crazy because I'm like, I'm laying here literally doing nothing. Anywho, so let's move on to the topic. But I was, I wake up really early. And so it was starting to get really hard for me to try to eat around 11 or one o'clock when I wake up at 4.50 in the morning. That's what time my alarm is set for nowadays. 
And I waking up at that time and then I was like, I was just not feeling good. I noticed I was starting to have low energy during my workouts, no matter if I worked out around 8.30 or if if I worked out around 5.30. I just noticed I had very low energy. And so I'm starting to have a larger breakfast, a larger lunch, which my lunch, when I eat breakfast, I want to make sure that my breakfast is big enough that keeps me full for like four hours. So I'm probably eating lunch more around one o'clock and then I'm eating my next meal, which is something pretty light to end my day around four or 5 p.m. And why this is working for me is because when my my kids are three and five right now and just in this season of our lives my husband gets home from work he's also very very hungry he does not expect an elaborate meal but he just wants to eat like once he gets in the door he is hungry and so our family dinner time isn't this like slow sit down type of experience in this season of our life it's really get the kids fueled that's going to get them something in their bellies until um and keep them satisfied all night like my kids really don't eat after dinner time nor do i my husband does i think eat after the kids have gone to bed but i don't really know he does his own thing and so I like having to, I like eating something before my kids are really eating because they're eating and I'm there with them. I'm at the kitchen island with them. So technically, yeah, we're having a family dinner together. They're talking about their day at daycare, um, but they're also demanding things. Mom, can I have this? Mom, can I have more ketchup? Mom, can I have water? And they're three and five. And so, yes, I, I still have to be very hands-on in helping teach them how to get and do these things for themselves. And I was finding I was stressed while I was eating my dinner. And now I do know that there is that most emotional physiological connection, even with your digestion. So when I was eating in a stressed out state and if I ate a larger dinner, I didn't feel good. Like I didn't feel good at all. I didn't enjoy my food. I was just stuffing my face. My digestion was off. And I know that's because I wasn't chewing my food enough because I'd take a bite and the kids would need or want something and they are at the ages where yes I want to teach them to do these things independently but they're just at the stage where I do it with them first right and so I have been drinking my shake on the way to picking up my kids and because I've eaten enough calories at breakfast and at lunch and maybe a mid-afternoon snack and my shake while I'm getting them and we're driving home and that's full of protein, carbs, healthy fats, I find I am full fueled and satisfied. I'm doing oftentimes doing dishes, wiping off the countertops, sitting with them, attending to the kids, helping them become dependent in a lot of the um things of doing themselves like when Bryce wants more ketchup I'll say okay get out of your seat and go get the ketchup he opens the door and then he also needs sometimes he needs a little help whether it's flipping open the top or squeezing the bottle yes and I I'm defending myself a lot on this because there is so much pressure around the family dinner time table right and I myself in the past have even said like I want to eat what my family's eating at dinner because I don't want my kids seeing oh mom can't eat spaghetti because 
noodles are bad and mom can't eat spaghetti. Like I didn't want them to see that. But right now in this season of life, my husband gets home from dinner. He wants to eat. My kids get home from daycare. They want to eat. And then our connected family time is our playtime, is our like post-dinner playtime where we are with the kids, whether we're playing monster trucks or whether we go outside. But that's really where we find connection. We don't as a family in this season of our life where my kids are three and five, we don't find that connection at table talk because my three and five year old are wiggly and squiggly and they just want to like, they just eat their food and they want to go play. And so we just have been keeping things simple. My husband's been meal prepping some proteins we've been having really fast quick easy things to have on hand i have my shake my husband arrays whatever he wants to have for dinner he kind of knows each week like okay there's leftovers you could build like a burrito bowl or you could do tacos or you could make you know warm up some chicken and veggies and rice like they're very simple meals that are just kind of prepped and on hand and I do have a podcast episode on meal prepping so let's move past this topic right because I know it's not going to work for everybody but hey there's there's a lot of different ways to do things and I was stuck in the fixed one way of like oh my gosh mom has to eat dinner with the kids in this season of life that's not my reality when my kids are 13 and 15 may look totally different right So, okay, let's talk about, I said I was going to talk about ADHD and, you know, I don't even really know what I want to say to it other than you guys, after having kids, especially two kids, I realize my brain has completely changed. Not only has my body completely changed from having two kids, but my brain has completely changed and I've met some really great podcasting friends like shout out to Patricia who is the host of motherhood and ADHD podcast I met her in our podcasting um, mastermind that I was in and I've been listening to her stuff and I'm like do I have ADHD I've been listening to this stuff and I'm like I can relate to so many things and whether like at this point in my life I don't feel like I need a official diagnosis but I really do like listening to a lot of these different things so I can be a better mentor. I know a lot of my coaches struggle with this type of stuff and like with procrastination and with the ways that I systematically have taught things hasn't worked for them. And so I was really like, it doesn't hurt at all to learn more about this. And so I'm just like, wow, my brain has changed so much since becoming a mom because before I became a mom, I was very task oriented. I could stay focused on something and see it through. I finished everything that I started. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have like these sporadic different random ideas. And then when I started to listen to motherhood and ADHD and hearing from Patricia and the people she's had on the podcast, I'm like, wow, I relate to a lot of these things. Like, lack of emotional regulation. That's been something I've carried as a bur- like as a emotional burden and kind of silenced myself and even talking about it because I'm like, I just don't like how I snap emotionally. Um, I get all these like different ideas and I start projects and don't finish them. And that is not something that I did pre-kids and so just really learning about that kind of stuff um jamie mclaughlin of the unfiltered motherhood podcast also talks about this and 
Well, I think I probably have a very, if I do have ADHD, not saying I do or don't, but I can just relate to a lot of these things. And I chalked it up to like mom brain and maybe mine is that, but I'm, I'm just learning a lot and learning a lot about this is kind of crazy to me, which leads to me talking about like what's been going on with me mentally and emotionally. And I am back on anxiety medication. I am back on Zoloft. I was on Zoloft after having my son and I was on it for, I can't even remember how long you guys, his first month or year of life, I really blacked out. Like a lot of my memories are gone from that time because I struggled so much with postpartum anxiety and depression and um, I tried a couple different medications and it was when I got on Zoloft and um, started upping my dose when I started feeling better and then I cannot remember when I got off Zoloft. I think when I got pregnant with my second son I got off Zoloft and weaned myself off of that. And I, you know, have been going to counseling. I've been having um, a lot of emotional support. This last year, I've had more free time and space for me with my kids going to daycare four days a week. I've been utilizing and taking advantage of my luxuries as being an entrepreneur and, and taking a season of slowdown. And I was really feeling kind of gloomy and blue. And a lot of times this was happening in the late afternoon. And the big kicker for me when it was coming to get on medication was this summer, I love going on our boat. I love going on our pontoon. I love it. I feel the most like myself at the lake. I feel the most present at the lake. But at the beginning of this summer, I was avoiding um taking the boat out because we just bring our boat to the lakes that are close to us and I was avoiding bringing our boat out because I would have these visions and images and like that would physically that would manifest physically in my body as like pain in my chest and edginess in my like overall state of being of you know drowning and wrecking my like I we have to back the boat up into the lake and then sometimes I'm the one that either takes the boat off or I drive the boat or drive the truck out of the water to park it in a spot and I would have these images of like really traumatic things going wrong and that would prevent me from wanting to be out there like in June I avoided taking the boat out like the plague like I I tried every excuse and I was my husband went along with it like he didn't even know I was struggling mentally as much as I was and that was partially because when I was going through my postpartum depression and anxiety I took a lot of it out on him and in that moment I was like I don't want my significant other to be my emotional um I want to say punching bag, but my emotional, like me taking it out on him. And so this was like the other end of the pendulum swing where he wasn't aware of any of how I was feeling until I had the conversation. I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to be talking to her about getting on some sort of medication. 
And that's really hard to do. It is really hard to say, I'm going to get on medication because you think you'll need it forever. You think you're making this big lifelong decision or you think, well, if I just work out more, if I do more affirmation or do more journaling, if I do more of this stuff, then then I can f- get a grip on this. But really when it comes to mental health, sometimes you need that support and then align yourself with all the other things to um, maybe wean off of it. But I know that with getting on on medication, you fear like, I'll need this forever. And the mantra that I've been saying to myself is, right now, this is the right thing to support me. For right now, this is what I feel I need to support. And I've been on it for four weeks, almost four weeks now. And you guys, I am really seeing um, positive, positive outcome from being on it. So th- there's that. That's like my raw vulnerability. Like nothing really crazy is going on in our lives and things are good, works good for both my husband and I. Life is good. Our marriage is good. And so that's why when I was having these anxious um, situational things happening and waking up in the middle of the night with some various feelings and stuff, I was like, and then like, really feeling blue there like I can definitely look back in my Instagram stories and I can tell when I was feeling blue you guys there here's another thing about Instagram stories is I'm not the type of person that can come on and be like hey what a glorious day this is awesome like if I'm not feeling great if I'm not feeling fully aligned I'm not hopping on and showing my face and if you follow me on Instagram every day you probably notice that like yeah there are some days where I'm on and I'm joking and my face is on I'm laughing and other days where I'm sharing what I'm doing not necessarily with the camera in my face do you know what I mean and I will always authentically show up but just always know that that doesn't mean like that every day is bad every day is good it's just like I I'm not going to force something if it if it feels forced. In the last year, I've had a lot of really blue moments and then you feel really bad about feeling sad and blue and anxious because you really, when you think about it, you have nothing to feel sad, blue, and anxious about. But I, I, I prayed and I centered myself and I also followed Erin Williams on Instagram and she talked about her experience with Zoloft over the last year and... I, I really was like, I feel I need this for support right now. This is here to support me for right now. And I'm not making it as this lifelong statement of I always will need it or I always won't. But for right now, I am seeing very positive changes because you guys know I read and I work out and I do affirmations and journaling. I'm doing all of the things that people tell you to do if you struggle with anxiety. Like we've tried all the things, CBD, all the things. And right now, medication is what's supporting me. So um, the next thing I will talk about and then wrap up on is modeling. Ah, what? Modeling? Okay, so... I have always loved and admired Lauren Zima, who is the owner of The Nines, Lit Home and Decor. She started a very small boutique in the town of Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, years and years and years ago. And the moment that I met her, I was like, this woman is absolutely incredible. I love what she stands for. She has a heart of gold, and she also is 
like driven and focused and amazing and has an incredible story of how she got to like all the crazy things she's done in her life to being like a boutique and um, home decor store owner just absolutely incredible and I've always just loved the nines my mom works there part-time and because of where we live there's not a lot of clothing options so it's like Walmart or the nines and so a lot of my clothes I'm a loyal customer of theirs and they reached out one time and they were like hey do you want to come in and model some clothing for us and the crazy thing is is this was right after I had um, just a very in-depth like 20-day prayer challenge and they asked me to do this and I was like, this is my year of yes. I have to start. I was praying for things to come and get me out of the house because I love being an entrepreneur where I work from home and I set my own schedule. But also like I was kind of feeling like I'm crazy because I drop my kids off and then I'm with myself and then I go get my kids and then I'm by myself after they put their they go to bed at night and I was just like, you know, I'm really kind of just craving some community and maybe it was like after 2020 and not having events that I travel to because sometimes with well a lot of times with work I was traveling quarterly to be around people at least so there was that we would do some coaching meetups and we just haven't done those things for a long time and so I was like okay this came to me at this time I'm saying yes and I said yes at a time where I don't feel confident in my body I said yes at a time where yeah I weigh the heaviest since I became a mom I said yes at a time where I wasn't feeling comfortable and confident about myself I said yes at a time where I was really kind of starting the idea of I'm gonna get on medication and all of this and I could have let any of those excuses hold me back and it's not like the modeling thing it's not like this big grandiose thing. It is so fun. Like I get I get to go, they set out some clothes for me. I put the clothes on. We go outside, take picture. Like and it's actually movement and activity for me. If you know, I was also looking for ways to increase my neat movement and putting on clothes, taking clothes off, putting them back on the hanger, walking around the building to where we're going to take the picture. Like that's a lot of movement. I get pretty sweaty on those try-on sessions. But it's a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the ladies I've gotten to meet there. I still love and respect and admire Lauren Zima more than she knows. That's for sure. Because uh, it's just a really great company. She's a really great leader. The ladies who work there are very like kind and generous. Um, Kim, who works there, if you go shopping at the nines, like she's just going to make you feel incredibly awesome if my mom is working there on a Saturday she is absolutely amazing and awesome and so this is kind of me just wrapping up to say like there's so many things behind the curtain of somebody somebody's Instagram and on here on on the podcast I can get that to that deep level with you guys and this is really cool I would love, I've literally thought about this. I was like, what if I put out a podcast episode like three or four days a week and I barely was on Instagram? (laughs) And what I love is on here, you guys, like the numbers are increasing. This is just really cool to see how so many of you are sharing your, like you guys are the ones that are creating the growth of this podcast. 
I love this podcast so, so, so much because of how we can deep dive talk in depth in conversation here. And even though it's me behind the mic, I know that throughout this episode, you were like shaking your head on something where you're like, I get it. I felt that way. And then maybe if something isn't going on in your life, that's going on in mine, you just know like we're all human and there's so much going on behind the curtain of what somebody shares on social media. So let me know what you think of this type of like rant update chat type of episode if you want me to do more of these we could do one every other week or once a month just me share my heart right because I don't need to come on here and just like show up and share every single time but I do want it to be um, impactful insightful and helpful and, and motivating to you to whatever is going on in your life even when you are feeling off or bland or ma, you just you just move forward one day at a time the best that you can and the medication situation was a hard decision it was one I did not think I was going to share I may not ever talk about it on Instagram or anything like that but I feel it is right for me, but it took a long time to get to that point in place. And I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys so much for being supportive, for being kind and listening to today's episode. And I will talk to you guys next time. Seriously, my friend, I know that you are loving all of this, but here's the thing. You have to put it into practice to be living in flow in all areas of your life. And I know what it's like to be learning all of this, trying to piece it together while wondering, is this working? Am I doing it right? You guys, it's time for me to announce that the first ever Feminine Fitness Bootcamp is open for enrollment. And this is going to be an incredible experience for two cycles. Yep, we're going to be working together for 60-ish days. And this is a live group coaching experience. Yes, you're going to get my my trainings and my cheat sheets and my resources that make cycle syncing seamless and simple and very, very easy to implement in your everyday life. But the real magic is going to be happening in the group coaching power sessions. And what that means is, and if you've never been in a group coach, group coaching setting before, my friend, it is legit magical because not only will we be able to have breakthroughs for what you're struggling with one-on-one and you're going to get one-on-one time with me for support and accountability with what you want to work through, but you're also going to be hearing what all the other ladies are working through as well and how I coach with them through what it is that they're struggling with. Because in all honesty, a lot of times we as women feel like we're struggling alone or this is just, it's just us that's experiencing this. But when you are in a group coaching setting and you are working through what it is you want to work through and hearing from others, you get so many gold nuggets. And yes, I'm going to be teaching and training. You will also get the group coaching sessions and the one-on-one time, but paired with support and accountability from other women in the group. Like if you've had a hard time in the past 
sticking to something or starting and stopping, know that this accountability and support that you'll be getting with this group coaching is going to be there for you. We're going to be here together to make sure that you see this through. And once you get in the group with cycle syncing, you guys, you realize this is intuitive. You will know and understand yourself at a deeper level and how to support your body. The best biohacking is cycle syncing and the feminine fitness bootcamp is the best health and fitness support group for learning how to work with your body instead of always fighting against it. And we're starting in September. September 12th, we kick this off. Enrollment is now open until August. All through August, enrollment is open. And if you are interested in applying to be in the Feminine Fitness Bootcamp, go to the application link that is linked in the podcast description of this episode. Once you have filled out that application, I will review every single person who applies because I am only accepting 20 ladies into this group. Once we have hit 20, I am closing the door. So the sooner you get in on this group, the sooner that you enroll, your spot will be saved. And the first five ladies who save their spots, who snag their spots, will get free Protea Baseline Plus from me as a early enrollment gift. I am so excited for this. I cannot wait to kick this off in September and October. Cycle one is really how we get to know you, your cycle, and how to sync with your cycle and what is supportive for your cycle. And then the second phase of this is really learning how to optimize. Optimize your energy, your productivity, your relationships, and then continue on that foundation after the boot camp has completed, okay? So this is incredible. I am so excited for this. This is going to be the last one in 2021. I will not be doing the Feminine Fitness Bootcamp again until January of 2022. So it is time to enroll. It's like summer's over, fall is here. Let's get our ish together before the holiday season, right? You will learn this foundational piece. You will bring that balance and harmony and work with your body to get to your goals, have energy and support instead of constantly fighting your body all the time, wondering why you're feeling certain way. How come you have energy some days and others you don't? What is the best, most optimal workout plan for you and your body? What's your body gonna respond to? What doesn't your body respond to? That's what we're talking about in the Feminine Fitness Bootcamp. So make sure you apply to enroll once I've reviewed the application. We will talk about what the process looks like from there. And my friend, I'm pumped about this. I cannot wait. So make sure that you click the link to get your application in.